in morning, 6.39 here, 21 now before 9. Check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street for a change. What a concept. Things were green yesterday at the close. Wonder when the other shoe's going to fall. <laughs> Let's go check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Is the other shoe going to fall anytime soon, Philip? Well, let's just say we do not have green ink this morning. And let's remember, Dave, that yesterday's turnaround, I think it happened in about the last hour of trading. Um, so it was a down market most all of the day yesterday. And then all of a sudden I look at the close, I expected it to be red and it was green across the board. Yeah, I kind of I think you and I kind of agree that this was mostly just buying the dip short-term money and that we're not looking at a uh, at a change at, at a change in our financial condition at all. A lot of people look at the notion of we're down so far that Nasdaq actually got into correction territory the day but actually got into bear market territory the day before yesterday. Uh, and that that means there's generally some bargains out there waiting to be found and I suspect that's probably the best bet, wouldn't you agree? Well, I think so. And then, you know, the other thing that could have pushed a little bit was, uh, you know, the kind of the final final um, announcement that uh, Twitter was going to sell uh, to Elon Musk. That probably did help NASDAQ by a little bit at the very least. It was up by one and a quarter percent. And I got to assume, given the fact that it's price weighted, that a five percent bump in the Twitter fortunes probably didn't hurt that index one tiny little bit. Oh, no, you know, it helped. Uh, you know, so that was... Uh, that was some some good news from that standpoint. Absolutely. We start out this morning with, well, one of the measurements is kissing your sister because it came in as expected. The other one, I think, might be a pleasant surprise. Durable goods order on the government data dump this morning. And this is one of those weird days where the really uh, consequential numbers get released in the middle of the day. So all we get is something that is almost a yawner. But durable goods orders in March, uh, companies buying the stuff that lasts uh, up eight-tenths of a percent. That's about on target with what economists were expecting. But then we get to the durable goods orders excluding transportation, which means we aren't buying as many cars as we expected. My economists were expecting six-tenths of a percent increase. Last month, it actually went down by six-tenths of a percent. They actually grew by 1.1 percent. We may not be buying a lot of company cars and company trucks, but evidently, some things, at the very least, the picture isn't all that terribly negative. Well, that's, I mean, we're still going to be buying stuff, right? And at this point, as long as people are working, they're going to be spending money. And uh, even if it happens to be on plastic and, they, you know, if they haven't uh, maxed that out yet, then uh, they're going to continue to spend money. And so Understood. that's kind of what we're seeing there. People have to continue to invest in their companies in order to produce the goods and services we need. And with a decrease the month before, maybe it was just making up for lost time, too. We always say when it looks exceptionally out of the range to the positive or negative, look at it as a data point and see if the trend continues. But any bit of good news, we'll take it happily, because as the day progresses, we're, we got a whole bunch of rocks we can trip over. We've got the housing price index coming out at 9 this morning, a whole bunch of city composite business activity indexes at 9. At 10 o'clock, we get the Consumer Confidence Index, which used to be kind of a shrug-off thing, but given the consumer-driven economy and our concerns about inflation, that's been weighing heavily lately. And a bunch of other things, including new home sales at 10. Uh, as you go through this field, there's some mines in it to trip over as well, aren't there? 
Absolutely. There is, Dave. You know, all it takes is one of those, especially those those two that come out at 10 o'clock. Um, if one of those is, is off um, dramatically, that could be a big deal when we talk about the markets as a whole. And given the sour mood of consumers and voters in general regarding inflation, the consumer confidence number, let me see what it's expected to be. Well, I have 108.5 is what I've got. I had 108.2, but yeah, same neighborhood, and it's supposed to go up just a little bit from the prior month. And I'm sorry, my bull crud detector's going off at that. I read enough political journals and whatnot. The public is not in good humor at the moment. No, they're really not. You know, with all the political stuff going on and uh, the whole uh, uh, situation in Texas and Mexico seems to be hitting the news again. And then just the gas prices continue to be, you know, up over $4 a gallon. And then let's face it, the American people, they don't like that. Yeah, gas prices took another turn to the positive again. I thought I was really smart filling up on filling up on Sunday. It seems I took a little bit of a peek in it, dipped a little bit on Monday, and then it was back up yesterday. So I didn't get a bargain when I topped off my gas at the end of last week. Well, and it's uh, based on oil prices today. It looks like it may be going up again. So maybe I did get a bargain. I just didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> Other stuff going on today. I mentioned this. I found an article that was kind of interesting. A uh, chief global economist for uh, Piper Sandler, which is a brokerage house that I don't really know much about, but I've heard the name before. Uh, she was saying, and this is interesting because the other stuff that you and I have been talking about off of columnists and uh, economists that we read about is they're saying we don't expect to see a, a recession now, given the employment situation in this country propping things up probably until at least next year. Uh, this lady is saying we're already in the beginnings of a global recession, and she says the signs over in Europe are indicating that uh, recession is already starting now, and uh, she says it could be significant. That's kind of the outlier in the bunch, and I've always said, you know, I don't trust columnists because they're looking for an excuse to say, I told you so. Somebody that works for a banking firm saying it doesn't have a column to sell, it's kind of an interesting outlook. Well, it is. It's a different perspective. Um, but let's face it, even when you survey people, uh, survey economists, there are some economists that still kind of feel that, you know, it, it's, it, it can be short-lived before we hit a recession. I don't know anybody, I've not heard anybody say that we're in a recession or heading into a recession at this point. Um, but they continue to, to prop that up as, okay, here's when we think we'll be heading into one. So she's the only one that I've heard that is basically saying we're already in it. It's uh, it's starting now. We're going to continue to see a decline. And um, who knows? We'll just have to continue to watch it to see. Um, that's not what the herd mentality is. And so um, when you go against the herd, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the herd mentality changes when we get our gross domestic product first reading out a little later on this week, because uh, predictions are only about a 1% increase in gross domestic product. That'd be down in growth from 6% from the, from the quarter before. That might change a couple, of the, uh, a couple of the herd members' outlook, wouldn't it? It really could, because that's a drastic slowdown in, in growth. And so that could definitely um, start to lean on uh, some of the economists. If, if we come in with that expectation of 1%, that's, uh, that's a pretty fast slowdown. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, heading in, heading in a direction at a speed we really don't want it to head because if the quarter after that shows negative, well, bingo, guess what? We're there. Yep. Uh, we, yeah, things going on elsewhere in the world that are affecting us, supply chain, that uh, four-letter word that actually has 12 letters. Uh, with China locking down, everybody's ending up getting worried about what it's going to do to our supply chains. Apple's problems with their chips, uh, getting our color TVs in, and uh, even as part of the Coca-Cola report yesterday, guys said that uh, momentum in China reversed in February and March because of all the lockdowns and consumer mentality, talking about like a 25% reduction in, Japan, in, in demand over in China, and that's following across other companies. As we get to earnings today... Uh, we got one of Coke's primary competitors reporting. What did Pepsi say? So Pepsi came out, and um, their stock's taking a little bit of a dip this morning, but they beat on top and bottom line. Uh, hmm. Yeah, bottom line, they actually came in at $1.29. That was about $0.05 cents better than expected. Uh, they said the consumers paid more for some of their key brands, so, so they've been able to keep some pricing um, into place. But uh, there's some other stuff in there that's, well, they've bounced back a little bit. They're still in the red by about a tenth of a percent right now, Dave. Well, kind of one of those do what they said they were going to do numbers on balance, I gather. Huh? Well, pretty close to it. And the other part is, is they're, you know, they're not too far off their 52-week high. I mean, right now they're at 173 and some change, and their 52-week high is 177 and some change. So um, they're getting, you know, they're kind of getting close to that 52-week high. So it could just be some profit-taking. Who knows? It could very well be. On top of Coke having a decent one yesterday, too, but with some, uh, with some warnings on their guidance and whatnot, maybe it's just a sector conservative attitude that, wait a minute here, consumer goods across the pond, there's some issue as to whether or not the consumption is going to continue, right? Well, it could be, you know, we're could. seeing price increases big time over in Europe, so that could affect them. Absolutely. Other indications from the companies reporting for earnings season. So we had General Electric report. Uh, General, they uh, they confirmed their full year profit guidance. Um, they topped estimates on both the top and bottom line. As a matter of fact, the bottom line, they beat by four cents a share, came in at 24 cents a share. Um, they are seeing um, some challenges, obviously, from inflation and supply chain issues, uh, just like most every company out there is. Uh, but so they're they're getting tossed around this morning, uh, down four percent to eighty six dollars and twenty cents a share right now. Woo! Even after yeah. confirming guidance. Yeah, and and that's pretty close to their fifty two week low of eighty five dollars and some change. So much for all our rumors about GE recovering again, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get to the shipping area, right? You got United Parcel, UPS. Uh, mm -hmm. They reported they had a, a good quarter, came in at $3.05 um, a share on earnings compared to $2.88 that was expected. I would say that their uh, their revenue beat by about a half a billion dollars, so, so they beat on both fronts. Um, they continue to do well. They're up almost 2% this morning. Uh, that 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 almost stands to reason, given the fact that we're still we're still doing a lot more ordering from home, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I mean, still. I mean, I go through my neighborhood and there's packages on people's porches all over the place. So um, they are. Hey, we got home new home sales coming out today. Later, well, Dr. Horton, the home builder, reported uh, this morning, and they beat expectations um, and did well. Uh, they. Uh, they, they came in at $4.03 a share compared to $3.37 expected. 
And they beat by, I don't know, a couple, not a couple billion, two tenths, four tenths of a billion somewhere in there on revenue. Um, and so they're getting a nice little bump this morning as well, up 3%. All righty. Resetting the table for the morning. It was an update yesterday on the major indexes, which was kind of a pleasant surprise at the end of the day. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Well, we do have some red ink on the um, on the index side, Dave. We've got everything in the same range, about a half a percent, between a half and six-tenths of a percent. Is uh, the Dow's down $191, the S&P 500 is down 21, NASDAQ 100 is down 78, so everything's in that range right now. On the other side of the coin, the commodity side, uh, silver was positive, but it just flipped down, uh, down two-tenths of a percent. Uh, gold has breached back over 1900, 1902 an ounce, up a third. And then crude oil is up 1% to $99.52 a barrel right now, Dave. I was relieved to see it staying under 100. My standards for performance are kind of low, don't you know? Yeah, your standards have changed all over the place when oil starts turning around. No. <laughs> Mixed bag on the Asian rim at the close early this morning. Chinese composite is still tanking, largely on the grounds that half of the country shut down. British, French, and German markets all generally pretty well up, and some of them pretty healthy midway through the European trading day. Keeping tabs on your retirement makes good sense, but uh, sweating the day-to-days means you got too much at risk. How do I get a hold of you to control the risk in my retirement fund, Philip? You know, Dave, that's exactly the reason that we created the core retirement design, to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of, to make sure that the amount of risk they have really and truly matches up with the risk that they can stomach. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And Dave, now they can actually go to iPod, to the to the iTunes, and they can actually catch us in the morning a little later, but they can get us as a podcast. Cool. Us or the or, or your house or your full power. Oh, cool. Both. We can get both. I'm an internet star now. (laughs) (laughs) Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow, all right? Everybody, have a great day. Thanks. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services' own Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week's going well and, uh, and doing okay. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.